The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a, well, a not quite Halloween-y episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 671, and I'm Snowy White. And I'm Aaron, and dear listeners, I don't know why there was such a big pause there. I was expecting to hear something different, and that must mean I've got a little bit of brain frog frog foxy i can't even say fog <laughs> so you know what that means it means that i need true cult coffee t-r-v-e-k-v-l-t-coffee.com it's the coffee by metalheads for metalheads we talk about true cult coffee on this show not because we're paid to because you know we were at times but not currently right now we're just talking about it because we love it uh, because it is good coffee it's made for metalheads it's made by metalheads um, we have all talked to Sean at Coffee Bean Alcalta. I've actually gotten to meet him and his family in person and hung out. Like, these are good people, right? Part of the metal mm-hmm. community. This isn't like you're listening to some other band that used to be metal, pioneered metal, and then became a bunch of sissies and having car commercials on their podcast. No, nothing like that. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, this is like the real shit. So, True Cult Coffee, T R V E K V L T Coffee.com, at true.cult.coffee on, man, it's going to be that kind of night, dude. Um, on the Instagram, that's where you can see all the things. And we talked about this last week. If you heard this last week and didn't join the mailing list yet, the email list, you're missing out because. They have special Halloween mugs you can only get if you're a member of the, uh, of the um, email list. And we're not sharing that website. We're members. We're passing it on. We're like, no, really, you should do it. But if you don't take the plunge, that's on you. So, True Cult Coffee, mm-hmm. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T Coffee.com. Possess yourself a cup today. Snowman, what's happening? Oh, well, um, we're kicking the weekend off right. And, of course, I have a cup of true Cavalt's coffee right here in my Jimi Hendrix mug. And as I fired up a, a pot just, just before I sat down, Mrs. Snowy could hear it brewing or smell it brewing. 
Okay. And she's like, oh, can you pour me a cup? Okay, sure. But just before that, she's kind of being a little snotty with me. Okay. And like a lot of people that we know and on Facebook, Facebook friends and all that, we kind of come across as the perfect couple. We've been together so long. She's really been my my one and only relationship, and we've been together for more than 30 years. We just, she hasn't killed you yet. Has, hasn't killed me yet. But, like, we're not perfect. We have our little arguments and all that. Well, tonight, okay, <laughs> I I thought I was showing her because... <laughs> I when I went to pour her cup of chew cobalt coffee, I grabbed I grabbed one of my old Pantera mugs. Yeah. Okay. This this will show her. Think not thinking that okay, she I don't think she really digs Pantera anymore. Okay. <laughs> well, I fix her her coffee, I bring it out to her in the living room, and the first thing she does is go, Ooh, Pantera. Oh fuck. Ha. <laughs> she showed you. She, she showed me, yes. But the important thing is, though, she was enjoying her true cobalt coffee, which I am doing right now. And that's a great way to kick off the weekend. There's a lot of cool stuff going around um, tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, and this will be a part of my uh, metal fixed next week but i gotta get up nice and early i gotta be the first one in front of the record shop because i'm going to be buying a very very special record and i just oh, i want to get it out and tell everyone right now but i'm gonna save it i'm gonna save it for uh made me for, wait a week to talk about it darn it you're going to <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah if i don't know that i would ask you more off air damn it <laughs> okay so no no we're definitely going to wait a week and i just kind of wanted to throw this out there before we get on with the grunt here um are you you are, okay you follow football are you an nfl fan oh well, so i was gonna make some soccer jokes um oh. <laughs> so i mean if by follow do you mean run screaming anytime somebody talks about it uh absolutely um, oh okay and so I, I really don't follow football, but I have to hate the New England Patriots um, okay. because I'm from Pittsburgh. And um, if I see something with the Ravens, I have to be upset about that, too. It's it's genetic. Like I get it. Like, like, I don't really care about sports much in general. Like, I will support the Pirates, but I'm also comfortable knowing the Pirates are never going to win a game again. You know, <laughs> we've just accepted that. But as far as football, like... My favorite thing about the Steelers going to the Super Bowl was that's when I would take my wife out to a nice dinner because we'd have our choice of restaurants. They were all empty. Nah. Everybody was at home. Everyone was watching the game, the game or yeah. in a bar. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, no, like, while, while I really don't care about football, I will, you know, trash talk the appropriate teams because it's genetic. Like, I have to hate the Cleveland Browns. I have to get people that's, shit for that, cool. you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I get that because up here, up here in our CFL, the Canadian Football League, my Winnipeg Blue Bombers, we have this rivalry with the province next door, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Okay, that's okay. pretty cool names. Not gonna <laughs> it is, it is for sure, for sure. The the game against against the Ruffies, okay. The, the first game after Labor Day is traditionally called the Banjo Bowl. 
Okay. Shouldn't that be held like in uh, Alabama or something? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Well, you're close. You're close because back in 2003, our then quarterback, okay, made reference that um, just before a big game against against Saskatchewan, he made reference that all the Saskatchewan natives are all uh, band band inbred banjo players, and he said <laughs> this. You know, <laughs> over over the he said this to the media and all this, and, and then he he again about a week later he retracted saying, "Well, Soccer. no, I was out of line. I I I shouldn't have said that. I'm pretty sure most of the people in Saskatchewan don't know how to play the banjo." <laughs> okay. Yeah, it just seems like a Saskatchewan thing. Like, <laughs> no, no. I honestly didn't realize that banjos could survive up in Canada. Like, I, I honestly thought that they were only allowed like south of the Mason-Dixon line. Right. Like, well, it's just their that, preferred that, environment. That could be. That could be Saskatchewan in a lot of ways. But I'm just, I'm just ribbing. I'm, I'm just ribbing. I got a lot of relatives in Saskatchewan and they're all big Ruffy fans. Well ever since ever since that day, okay, when we play them in this in this post post Labor Day game, it's always been known as the Banjo Bowl since then. So this. the Banjo Bowl is tomorrow. Unfortunately it's sold out and this is of course this this is the year Mrs. Snowy finally says, I want to go to a football game. You've never taken me to a professional football game before. Okay, well we will. How about this? And then it, and then it sells out right away. It's like, oh, okay, another time, another time. So go bombers. Just kind of, I just kind of wanted to throw that out there to you, especially because I, I knew you would get a kick out of the banjo bowl concept. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. banjo bowl. Right on, right on. What everyone is going to get a kick out of now, though, is. This track we're going to drop in honor of True Cavalt Coffee in our weekly mandatory metal segment. The the Boston Thrashers. Boston. Black Boston. Yeah, that's, right. that's right. The Boston Thrashers. Black Mass. Their new record, Feast at the Forbidden Tree. Really, really cool stuff. It's like it's like a, a modern day take on old school venom. That 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 kind of sound. I was really really digging it. So in our mandatory metal segment for a true Cavalt coffee, this is Black Mass with Dead to the World. Oh, what? 
been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Okay, dude, what's going on? All right. So, did were you able to pick up a new or a copy of the new Maiden on vinyl by any chance? Not yet, not yet. Well, it's sold out locally. Oh, okay. I went I went uh so we recorded this last Friday, right? On the day that it released. Um and I went the very next day, you know, me and my son went, we were on our, you know, our record store, comic book shop, um, extravaganza, you know, escapades. And I walk in (laughs) and I see all sorts of CD copies and the CD box set. I'm like, are you guys out of the vinyl? Like, yeah. I was like, well, I got half of what we ordered and we sold out. So bummer. So then I don't even know how I found it, but somehow I got some sort of notification that Walmart had it for sale online and get this shit. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm a little like I bought it from Walmart. I feel guilty for buying it from Walmart for starters. But one of the reasons I bought it is because they have the red vinyl. Oh, I was going to ask. Yeah. Did you manage to grab the red? Well, I did. But the thing is like my local record store was only selling the black vinyl and it looks like the red vinyl and silver, like the red vinyl went to Walmart as an exclusive Oh, don't tell me that. And I like I'm I'm kind of upset here because why? Like, and, and this is where like you know as much as I hate reliving the black album, still like 
it's a good album, but like, it's still like making me twitch a little bit, you know, like I'm trying, like therapy's helping, but not that much. But <laughs> like as much as I will give Metallica shit for the black album load and reload, they take care. And I mean, even like the jabs at like the, the car commercial thing, but like they take care of the independent record stores. Like they, like you should see the display that monster has set up today for the black album. Like, I mean, they really go all out to make sure that the indie stores are taken care of. And that's where we drive the sales because it was the indie guys that got them these imports and they got them the stuff that inspire them, influence them, you know? So it, uh, it, it, it pains me that, well, but I guess at the same time, Maiden is an English band and I think they're still pissed about 1776. So, you know, maybe this is their way of getting back at us, you know, us bloody right. colonials. Uh-huh. But I, I just, it, it surprises me that, um, and maybe, you know, maybe it's different England and hopefully it is. But I just, I, I, I was surprised that a band like Maiden that puts so much into an album um, would let Walmart have something exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, that's that kind of perturbed me a bit when you said that because, like, I I don't do not shop at Walmart just on on principle, and that that actually pisses people off. You know, well, why don't you do that? It's a lot cheaper. Well, well, because you're a rationally thinking person, all that. <laughs> yeah, like my wife and I hate going there. We we used to go like when when we had one that, that was by our old house up north. We used to go. It was literally right behind the house. It was very bright, clean. The clientele was pretty not your typical Walmart clientele. Mm-hmm. And uh, we moved down here in our one big Walmart. Uh, it's like all the stereotype Walmart memes were shot in this store. <laughs> um, and so we, 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 we don't go. We hate it. Like, like we only go if we absolutely need something, but we try to go anywhere else first. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, so it... it it's one of those things where, like, if we absolutely need it, sure, we'll order it. And, I mean, I ordered this online. Like, I didn't even have to go to Walmart. But I still can't believe that they had it. And I do feel guilty about it because I'd rather buy it at my local store. But, you know, I don't – again, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how much say, say Maiden has over this. But I want to talk about it and I want to keep talking about it because if they are the band that I really believe they are, then if this gets to them, they'll probably be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean you, this store only got half the copies they ordered? Why? You know, because mm-hmm. with, without, I mean, honestly, without independent record stores, would this would anybody in the States know about Maiden? You know? Uh, yeah, but when they, they got their start back in the yeah. day from... From the Joe and Jane app, Joe, Joe and, from the mom and pop record yeah. shop. That's, That's where exactly I discovered right. them from. You know? Yeah. All right. So now let's talk about how great this vinyl is. Ooh, yes. Oh, my goodness, dude. Like, <laughs> this is just insane gorgeous. Um, the, okay, I'm pulling, I'm pulling one of the records out so we can actually look at the record. But the art on the inside is just it's, it's just insane. Like the um, the like the jackets is is that the sleeve? I honestly don't even know the, the the proper terms anymore. But like this, when you open it up, when you get your copy, it's gonna remind you of opening up live after death. 
okay. It's, it's three vinyl. It's a trifold. Um, and the sleeves themselves are really thick and they've got great artwork, like all these different like Japanese themed eddies. Um, and like when you turn over the back of the sleeve, then it looks like parchment and it's got the lyrics and oh, like, like I literally felt like a kid when I opened this up. And then <laughs> right on this, dude, this red vinyl is just so beautiful. So I'm thrilled that I, that I was able to pick it up. I'm upset that I wasn't able to get it at my local music store. And I'm honestly really upset at myself and feeling guilty that I'm the reason local record stores go out of business because people buy stuff at Walmart. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really like having a major, a major problem with myself over this. Well, don't, don't beat yourself up too much. I, I get, it, it bothers me because like I, I want Dude, I want to buy it at Monster. Like, I want to support support my local store because those guys are so. Oh my goodness, dude! They even have art on the inside of the jackets. This is insane. Uh, yeah, well, I can't wait to get to open up uh, this vinyl. It's amazing. Right on, right on. Maybe, maybe what you should do, and you might be preaching to the choir if you bring this up to the the, the guys at Monster and say, but but say, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to get it here, but you guys didn't have, you know, it was. You guys didn't have the red vinyl and all that, and so maybe they'll restock it with with the red vinyl. You know, maybe you'll you'll do your part. I don't think they can get it though. Is the thing because I mean, uh, like Iron Maiden wasn't even selling the red vinyl on their website. They're saying that the red and the silver were going to be a very specific retailers, but they didn't say who. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Well, you know what? I wouldn't beat yourself up over one release. I know. I mean, still. you're yeah, no, but I understand you have that you have that guilt, that remorse, and yeah, I would probably have it too. No, I've we I like 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 I said, people get irritated at me when I say I don't shop there. You know, and and when I when I'm when I'm on the radio when when I'm listening to the radio at work, okay, you hear. The DJ going, reminding everyone, shop local, shop local, shop local. And then, you know, they run a commercial for Walmart right away. And it's like, <sighs> yeah. And that's the thing is, like, I really do try to shop local here. Because um, we, we, we do have, like, a lot of great local businesses. And I try to find more. I mean, we have, mm. we have a lot of great local, like, mom and pop uh, restaurants, you know. Like, mm -hmm. am, am I talking about Pumas on here yet? The Italian no. Ice place. So we have this great shop locally. It's called Puma's Italian Ice. I, I go there. We we probably go there as a family once a week for hot dogs for dinner and Italian ice. And like when I say Italian ice, like this is like really good Italian ice that they bring in from their family in New York. So this is wow. shipped down to South Carolina from New York. This is, you know, import, like real, like legit stuff, right? And then I couldn't even tell you how or why his hot dogs are so good, but these are some of the best chili cheese dogs I've ever had in my life. Right on. We go there Excellent. all the time, you know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, so that's that 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 was like my my big thing is getting that vinyl, and I'm super super excited about it. Um, new Di Gregorio comes out on October 29th. Oh, friend, excellent! Yeah, excellent. our friend Sue, she was texting me about it. 
and we'll need to talk because she wants to do another release party type thing. I'm like, yeah, I'd be up for it. So right on. I don't know what we're going to do this year, but um, I figured that'd be something fun if we could, if we could both host it this year. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Sure. Yeah, but um, yeah, so that's coming up 1029. Um, and then you and I need to start working on our, oh hell, our picks for, oh my God. Bandcamp Friday. I'm like, I've got all these names floating in my head. I'm like, Record Store Day? No, it's not Record Store Day. <laughs> I'm like, but Bandcamp Friday is coming up again um, October, no, September 5th. So next episode, we should probably try to get our picks out. Uh, we're past September 5th. <sighs> it's the 10th today. November 5th. <laughs> okay, October, November 5th. Yeah, yeah November okay. 5th. <laughs> Okay. Uh, apparently, okay. I, I can't keep up to date. And then, um, we'll, and we'll talk about this one more when we talk about our big discussion. But um, I watched a really fun horror movie called Freaky. Ooh, yes, it's it's on my list. Yeah, and so we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get into that that thing. But um, tonight I also saw uh, Shang Shang Chi Shang Chi. Yeah. Yeah. And the Legend of the Ten Rings, dude. Like it, the funny part is like when they were going through the like the backstory, that was the worst part of the movie, the beginning, and and like typically, I I really like that sort of stuff, but I I couldn't even tell you just I don't know if it just moved slow or I didn't seem to get enough from it or just the look wasn't right, but man, once they got to present day and started like really building what was going on in the current story, oh dude. It's really good, and just all the storytelling. Aquafine is in it. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her. Um, no. So she's been in a lot of stuff lately, right? So one of the first things I would have seen her in was, oh, I, I, I've got her in like five different things here. Um, I think the first thing I saw her in was Crazy Rich Asians. Well, okay. or or was it Ocean's Eight? Because she's in both of those, and she's phenomenal in both of those. Um, but then the movie where like she really should get some sort of an award for, and all the actors should, is Jumanji 2. Okay. Because she was one of the video game characters, but she had to play the other actors in the movie. Like She had mm-hmm. to be her, but Danny DeVito playing her. <laughs> like right oh my goodness it was so good so and then she was also in the movie ryan the last dragon the animated movie and okay now this uh shang chi and dude like she she's a heck of an actress and i think if the the way this movie ended set things up then i think we're gonna see her going forward right in, in more marvel movies so yeah mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty thrilled with the whole thing because like like a lot of people that i follow on Instagram, we're, we're talking about it, you know, and I, I know there's a lot of people that are excited just about like the Asian story and the Chinese folklore. And I, you know, it's no secret on this show that I just really, really love Asian culture and stories and the imagery and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. So uh, yeah, def- definitely go see the movie. It's fantastic. And um, right it, it sets up what's coming in the new set of, um, you know, Marvel universe movies. Right, right. I love the way they do that. Like, it's like a, um, every every movie is like an episode of a season. Then all that, and it all all builds up to something and all that. So, 
I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm actually, okay, remember when we were kids? Like, there was hardly any superhero movies. Like, we had Christopher Reeves uh, as Superman. And there really wasn't a whole hell of a lot that came. We, you know, we basically had to wait until, like, what, 1989 yeah. for the first for the first Batman movie. Yeah. You know, there was, like, Howard the Duck in there as well. And there was that bad Punisher movie with Dolph Lundgren and all that. But there was... There really wasn't much in the way of superhero movies at, you know, in the 70s, in the early 80s. Okay, I'm actually kind of surprised that they didn't do A Master of Kung Fu, which this movie is based on, that that comic book. I'm surprised they didn't do this back in the late 70s when, you know, the Kung Fu movies were huge. Bruce yeah, Lee, Jack Chan. Yeah, it makes you know. no sense that they didn't. I mean... I'm kind of glad they waited because when you see some of the effects in here, like they really did it well. Mm -hmm. Like, like they, they did, they did a great job telling the stories, but I mean, you know, all, all those Kung Fu movies from the seventies really set us up for some of the great martial arts features that we've had. Like, have you watched, um, warrior yet? No, that? no. So Warrior is from it's based on Bruce Lee's notebook that ah. he, you know, uh, like legend legend has it. That is what the Kung Fu TV show is based on. Okay. You know, and so this this character, Ah Sam, and it's set in, you know, like 1890s um, San Francisco and so it's dealing with the whole yellow peril, you know, thing going on in the U.S. at the time, and uh, the riots of Chinatown, and dude, it's amazing. Like it's legit amazing. It, it's it's like edge of your seat fun, like and and excitement, you know. And but when I say fun, like don't expect. Well, I mean you will laugh occasionally, but I mean there, there it's it's a serious show. It's a lot of drama. Don't watch it with the kids. Okay. Um, you know, but it, it's it's really good. You know, right and um, I mean, even like, have you seen the new Kung Fu TV series reboot they did? No, no, I don't get to much TV until after it's on some sort of streaming service. Well, I, I know it came to HBO Max, so maybe it'll get to someplace else and see if you can get like the CW app, too. But, dude, like the new Kung Fu, they totally rebooted that. Right, because now it and it's funny. It's it's almost like they did the Warrior, but in more modern uh, San Francisco, because it's still like like it. But this time it's like a girl, right? So you have an uh, an Asian girl, like you know, a young woman about twenty four, who ends up in a um, at a monastery for women in China. You know, a Shaolin monastery trains, comes back, and you know takes care of family, defends her family. It's it's good. Like, like the first the first episode was was a little rough because I felt like they were trying to pack too much into that one, but you know as it unfolds it gets better and better and better. So yeah, all, all that to say, um, Shang Chi was a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely looking forward to it. It's on the list. Yeah. It's on the top of the list. Yeah, you really do. Yeah, yeah. I have some friends as well, apart from yourself, that have have uh, have checked it out and it's been rave reviews. What else you got? I believe that's it. I'm looking here. Yeah, no, that's actually everything for a change. 
Okay, for myself, um, okay, first of all, I hit the comic book shop myself last week, and I wasn't, I didn't, like, it's, once again, I really didn't know what I was going to find, okay, but I was pleasantly surprised, okay, you've seen the original animated heavy metal movie. Yes. No. No. Okay. Actually, no. I've never seen it. I'm aware of it. I've never seen it oh, in my life. Okay. Well, the last segment. Okay. Like you've seen the cover. Like you're 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 familiar with with the Tarna character. She was that blonde, buxom, big sword, kick ass yes. girl. You see. Okay. The last segment was based on her story and all that. Heavy metal. The the company that makes the magazine and all that, they have a new comic book series called Heavy Metal Elements, and one of them is a new series based on the Tarna character. Okay. And I grabbed the first issue. They've already put out another um, another series, a six-issue miniseries, which I only recently discovered. And so I grabbed the sixth issue and I read and I, I took it up to the counter, you know, at Galaxy Comics here in Winnipeg. Shout out. Do you have the first five? Do you have the first five? No, we don't. But they're probably going to put it into a graphic novel altogether nice. and all that. So I, I would wait for that. So I'm waiting on that. But I'm starting fresh with this new Tarna, the Cosmic Gardener series. Really, really cool stuff. Kiss is tailor made for comics. Oh yeah. Okay. Because they've they're done it so many times. They've done it so many times. <laughs> okay, just just over the years, Dynamite Comics. Okay, has a new series called uh, Phantom Obsession. First the first issue came out. And I've got that in my hot little fist here. Is that based on Phantom of the Park? Not, not yet. Not okay. that I'm seeing yet. But you know, we're 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 talking a comic book series, so yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's the same. It's the same series, or it's it's the same company, Dynamite, that has has rebooted Red Sonja. Oh, they've done, I, I've been a big done, fan of Dynamite. They've done some amazing yeah, stuff over some the years. awesome stuff. Like yeah. our, our, our Army of Darkness as well. Some really cool stuff just over the years. Vampira as well. Um, a new series I grabbed the first issue of Elvira meets Vincent Price. Just no. just in time for Hall for Halloween, I'm going to the. Uh, they said issue two should be available tomorrow. So I will be grabbing that. So I've started, yes, Kiss Phantom Obsession series. And finally, for my comic books here, I found a one-off comic edition biography of Judas Priest from the same company that did those old school, um, oh, way back. Jeez, when we were teens, that that did the Metallica and the, you know the, the the Black Crows and all that, and just 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 over the years. Okay, I'm going through it now. The the Slayer comic, the No Effects, the the Exodus, the Tool, 
the Pantera, the Spinal Tap, which I have as well. There's a Lemmy comic, which I'm going to be searching for. Test Testament on it. Uh, rock and Roll Comics is is what it's called. Oh shit, yeah, yeah. They got the Sex Pistols, Alice Cooper, all those really cool stuff. And I see on the back issue number one available now. Um, Burner. It's called Eric Peterson's Burner. And I think that's Eric Peterson as in from Creator. Wow, okay. He's not, no, sorry, not, not Creator. Te- test, Testament. Testament. Yeah, Te- I, I Test- thought you meant Testament, but I was just going to look yeah. Okay, yeah. So I'm going to be done just looking at the cover. <coughs> sorry. And <sighs> it looks like something from the mind of a metalhead that likes his horror and all that. So I will be getting back into the comic shop tomorrow um oh i probably bought this a couple years ago and i started i started it and i put it down and i never picked it up until just recently but i'm just i'm about 10 pages 10 pages short of finishing mick mick wall's definitive biography on lemmy i'm just 10 pages away we're getting to the sad part as his life is starting to uh, wind down, but when when they say the definitive biography, it really is. It goes back to you know him telling the story from when he was a kid, meeting Hendrix, becoming the roadie, the Hawkwind days, and everything, you know, everything about Motorhead is covered in these three hundred pages. It was. It's an absolutely fantastic read, and I just kind of tore through it. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of kicking myself for not, uh, for not getting to it sooner. One of the things that I really marked out and got excited about is when they got to his work with the WWF. Him being good friends with Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Triple H. Yeah. And then Motorhead was contributing. Those his his theme songs and they played a WrestleMania and all that. Well, part of that section, he was talking about how he enjoys. Yeah, I enjoy modern day WWF, but it's not like the old days when it was like a sport and they treated it like a sport. I really preferred that way. And I'm like, yes, 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 <laughs> because because if you tune in. To Wrestling Night in Canada, our brother program that I co-host with my buddies here on the Shining Wizards Network, you know I'm that old schooler. I don't care for the circus atmosphere that modern wrestling is now. I prefer the old school vibe. So when Lemmy, Lemmy said this, when he said <laughs> it was better back in the day when we were kids and all that, oh, fuck yeah, that's right, that's right, uh-huh. Earlier today, you're going to enjoy this. Some really cool songs, because basically I went to work today, and I came home, we sat down right away, we we pressed record, okay? The highlight of my work day, okay? And it's generally when there's a really cool song on. And, you know, and I've said this on the show before, where um, apparently Quiet Riot only has two songs, 
Motorhead really only has one. Right. This band only has one, even though the you know whatever which whichever band they've got a fifteen album discography, but Terrestrial Radio only plays one song, right? Yes, the hit. Uh, yeah, yeah, the big the big one. Well, apparently they just learned that the Ramones have more songs other than. I want to be sedated. That's the song I hear all the time on the radio, and I enjoy it when it comes on, obviously. But they played Blitzkrieg Bop today. Wow. I couldn't believe it. I was, I was so stoked. I was like, okay, this is the highlight of my work day. I, I would have been okay. more impressive. It was like Bonzo goes to Bitburg, but I'll oh, take it. Yeah, because that's, yeah, that and Rock and Roll Radio, those are my oh. two favorite songs. Kiss's cover of Rock and Roll Radio is oh, it's fantastic. magic. I love it. Yeah. I'm so glad that you mentioned Kiss. Because a little while later, as my shift is dying down, and yeah, I hear lots of Kiss, rock and roll all night, you know, stuff like that. Well, yeah, Even... that's the only Kiss song that they play on the radio. <laughs> that and Beth. Beth, Beth, and even like Lick, Lick, Lick It Up does, they do get into that every once in a while. And, and all that. Yeah. Uh, I heard cold gin today. No. Not just cold gin, but the uh, version from Kiss Alive, the, for their first album, their first double live album. Obviously, wow. it's. Uh, yeah, I couldn't believe that. It. It's like, okay, this is right on. But then it kind of hit me today, September 10th, 1975. Was when that classic album was released, so okay. it was kind of an anniversary, and they took the shackles off of Miss DJ. I'm not going to use her name, you know. I don't know for contra contractual reasons. They might not like that, but um, yeah, every once in a while they take the you know they take the shackles off of this off of this super cool DJ, and uh, they let her go play some cool wow. stuff. And yeah, when the, when she dropped that, I was really stoked. Yeah, that's pretty I was amazing. Really stoked for that. Yeah, yeah. I know it's when when the highlight of your workday is a cool song on the radio. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> okay, but what is good is a couple of really cool albums that came across my desk that we're going to get to. First of all, Cryptos with a K. Their new record, Force of Danger, drops, drops October 1st. Now, who Cryptos are? And this is a band that we really should have been on our radar before because they have, you know, they're a modern metal band, but they have, they're super, super influenced by 80s traditional metal. And it really comes out across, okay? They hail from Bangalore, India, which that's not really, you know, when you think of India, you don't necessarily think kick-ass metal. Well, this band has um, supported Maiden, Exodus, Testament, Creator, because I guess whenever those bigger-name bands do go through that part of Asia, they're looking for support, you know, from bands from that area. And I guess Cryptos, this is record number five for them, I guess they're the go-to band and good on them. And if it produces such such killer stuff like the for the new Force of Danger record, um, I want to hear 
some more from this guy is back in the day. Okay. It was about 1990. I first heard the band Paradox. I can't remember exactly which which record it was, but they kind of they kind of came in around that time, you know, when when okay, thrash thrash was still a thing, but the times were kind of changing a yeah. little bit. Like death metal was starting to starting to uh, to kick in, and major labels were starting to screw with bands and all that, you know. But there was still the you know, some younger thrash bands that were putting up the fight. Paradox was one of them. Fast forward a couple of years later to fast forward to today, and we're getting a new record available now, actually. Kind of a, it's their comeback record, but it's a kind of a follow up from their third album, Heresy, called Heresy 2 End of the Legend. And I thought, okay, this is some really, uh, this is a really cool way to reintroduce your band to a whole new generation and kind of make the old schoolers like you and I go, oh, fuck yeah, Paradox is back. So we are going to do just that, drop a track from Heresy to How About The Visitors. <laughs>
aforementioned the force of danger album that is cryptos with hot wired really really cool stuff for sure check them out well dude um it's not quite halloween yet it's not quite october but you know what and I know, and I'm, I'm only saying this because I know that it's a really big deal in your house. It's a really big deal in my house. Halloween, the whole time, oh, that yes. whole that whole time of year. We're not quite there yet, but it's definitely feeling like that outside. The weather is still really nice. It's still sunny here, but um, once the sun starts going down, you start to get that fall feeling. The leaves are falling off the trees now it's just 
it makes you want to slap on a John Carpenter movie. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know, it's just so we thought maybe, you know what, we got to we got to start. Well, we got to start prepping for the season since Halloween, since Halloween, the month of October is just kind of around the corner. We kind of got to get our shit together, shall we say, and kind of make the best this Halloween because like last year, okay, there really wasn't much of a Halloween, really. Okay, I don't even, I, I don't, never went to any, there was, there was no shows. You know how much I love going to shows on Halloween. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Halloween shows okay. are your thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or if, if not, you know, Halloween parties where you dress up and you go to your buddy's place and you're there with, you know, 30 people from this scene and all that. And it's just, it's always, it's always a good time. Couldn't do that last year. I remember, shit, dude, you know, November 1st, like the day after Halloween, there was no sign of Halloween, you know, there was no, there was hardly, there was, okay, like, you find candy wrappers, pieces of kids' costumes, they get careless, you know, and, like, there's just some evidence of Halloween, okay, there was none of that the next day, not one kid knocked on our door, and, um, you know, when, you know, even, even if you're not participating, if you're, you know, that ratchety old man that, eh, humbug Halloween, you know, and they shut the light off and they don't answer the door and all that. Even if you're like one of those people, you can still hear the kids in the neighborhood trick or treating. Oh, yeah. I never heard any of that. Like, it was just, it was so depressing Halloween last year. So I'm getting stoked. I'm getting excited. Already with our trip, first trip to Spirit, I believe I mentioned last week. Spirit is, of course, that awesome Halloween costume and props and accessory show that we go to every week leading up to Halloween and beyond just to do it and just to go there as a family. So we're getting excited. We're getting a jump on things. We're getting into the Spirit. And I know you are as well. So you came up with this idea of, well, why don't we come up with our own ideas and share with our listeners about how they can, uh, you know, when October does arrive, or even sooner, get into the spirit sooner, guys. Um, our suggestions on what to do for the Halloween months and all that. So this was a really good idea. What um, what did you have in mind? Well, so the first thing that I think we need to cover is kind of go into what you touched on here with the spirit Halloween shop, right? So spirit Halloween shops are not everywhere. I'm aware of them because we had them in Pennsylvania, but they're like a pop-up store. So they show up September through October. Um, and then they're gone. Right. And typically like Mm -hmm. you're going to find, um, uh, a spirit store in a store that's gone out of business recently. You know, so anytime you have a mall that has like a store that went out of business, like that spirit always seems to pop up. They're there for like a month or two and then boom, gone. It's here, gone. Yeah. Here we have Halloween Express. Oh, OK. Yeah. And so same, same sort of thing. Like, I feel like I like spirit better just because that's what I grew up with. But my, my my first thing here is you really need to get out early and check every retailer. So. 
this year, I like so I told you my son and I were out last week, you know, doing doing the rounds, trying to find the comic book stuff. I was already looking for Halloween stuff. I'm like, I I want to be one of the early early people this year. I was able to get the entire family matching skeleton PJs this year. Ah. So it's like the okay, top cool. and bottom long sleeve, you know, which is really overkill for the South, but. Um, you know, the, these are things that me and, you know, m- my family will, will wear this for Christmas, you know, so <laughs> right on. So, so it's, it's going to get a lot of things. There. So that was the first thing is like, get out early, start going every week, kind of like what you're doing, start looking for stuff. Cause th- there's always cool stuff. Like I was looking at stuff at Lowe's and they had something that's already sold out. And, and that's the thing is like, even like these PJs were already selling out. And I think part of it is because people have so much Halloween fever because, like what you said, where last year nothing really happened. Like, thankfully, like my my housing plan, we still had Halloween, you know, and people were wearing their masks and masks under their masks is what I'm getting at. But, you know, right. and, and we're passing out candy and all that sort of stuff. But um, so so we we still had trick or treating, but it was not like it's been in years past. So I, I think you're you're really on to something there with um. Oh, help me um, with, with the fact that people are just really craving it. So I, I have a feeling that this is probably gonna be, um, a very bumper year for anybody selling anything Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Definitely, definitely. And this is going to be um, the first probably ever, probably the first time ever. OK, that we are going to be handing out candy to the kids because um as the as our little one was growing up, what we always did instead of going around our area, we always went to my mom and dad's oh, and yeah. had and had dinner there, and then we would hand out you know some some candies you know for a little while, and then we would take our little one out in their neighborhood, oh. you know that and it was yeah, and now you know with the loss of my mother about four years ago and my dad passed away earlier this year and all that this is going to be the first time where i'm not going to be spending halloween at that house it's going to be here at our house and i'm actually going to be handing out you know candies in my own house for the first time like ever it's going to take some getting some yeah it's gonna it's gonna take some getting used to but i'm definitely going to make the best of it, yeah, yeah, it should should be a lot of fun. Yeah, see, I I totally get it because like growing up where I grew up, we didn't get trick or treaters because again we were like the scary house on the hill, so nobody came up that way. There weren't that many people <laughs> in the neighborhood, right? And then in my other um, house in in Pennsylvania, like we got a couple trick or treaters, but it still wasn't like a lot. But like moving here, you know, in a housing plan, like like. Our first year of Halloween reminded me of the trick-or-treater scene in the movie E.T. If you remember just those fields of kids, you know, it was just uh-huh. like a swarm uh-huh. of kids going through the streets. That's what our first Halloween here was like, and I, I, I love it. I got so excited. My parents were here for that. My mom was so excited because, again, you know, she loves Halloween, but it never had a trick-or-treater. So she was in her glory, and just, yeah, we, we had a great time <laughs> with that. 
Yeah. And it's it seems, yeah, it seemed like when we were younger and here we are, are we the rats, the old men, you know, back in my day and all that. It seemed like there were a lot there was a lot more kids. Maybe because we were seeing the world through the eyes of kids. But it seemed like when we were out running around, there was a lot more kids doing it at the time than they do than they do now. It just it just seems that way. I don't know. It's funny you say that because I was thinking that about a lot of things lately. I'm just mm-hmm. like, what do kids do now? But I digress. <laughs> so, you know, so shopping is a big part of our prep. Let's talk about like reading, right? So, if you want to read stories for Halloween, and I'm going to focus heavily on comics because I think everyone's aware of the classics, you know, Dracula, Frankenstein, those, mm-hmm. those kind of classic gothic horror novels. You know, or or maybe somebody who wants to pull out the rhyme of the ancient mariner and read that tale. But um, for me, dude, like I have really enjoyed the collected editions, the graphic novels, the trade paperback, whatever you want to call it, um, of these comics. And so first on my list for for any any Halloween reading is always going to be the Hellboy series. Oh, okay. Like I, I absolutely love Hellboy. Um, it, it's everything I love. Just, just like that, that gothic horror, the imagery, the way it's drawn, the colors, the stories, like the, you know, like the mythology and the folklore that they go through. I just, I absolutely love it. And so that, that's one of them. Do you have like a go-to horror comic? Cause I have several. Uh, not, not in, not anymore, really. But you've real, you've really got me thinking. Like with, with this season and all that, those, those old um, graphic magazines from back in the day, like uh, creepy yes. and eerie, which are still going and, on, and all that. Are, are those titles still around? I or maybe they're just under them. different. They, well, somebody else might be publishing them, but I just saw them in my Barnes and Noble not long ago. Oh, right on, right on. Well, maybe that's something to that I should get re reacquainted with, and we should throw that out out to our listeners to um, maybe go check out some of the old the older stuff from back for, from back in the day. It was really cool. I recently um, watched like there's there's a video there's there there there's a YouTube video series. That this really cool dude from Australia, he calls himself Minty. Okay. He um, he picks a movie, okay, and it's the ten things you may not know about whatever movie. Oh, I enjoy that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was talking about the eighties, the mid eighties teen flick Weird Science. Oh yeah, classic. Okay, it was a class, classic film and all that. Apparently, part of this, and I'm and I'm I'm gonna check this out. Weird Science back in the fifties. That was a series. That was a really? old comic. Yeah, called Weird Science. And one of this one of the issues was about these two guys that tried to create this their own woman. I'm so disappointed. And I all did that. Not know that. <laughs> oh yeah, like that's I was. I was pissed at myself too. I wanted to huck some something through, huck, huck a brick through my TV. Like, why didn't I know that? That's no. that's awesome trivia. So when you think about it, since we're talking about comic book movies, weird science, comic book movie. Yeah. 
yeah, you know, one of the originals. Yeah. yeah, it's a hell of a lot better than Howard the fucking Duck back then. That's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. when 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 all these Marvel fans, which I love the Marvel movies too, and I love the DC movies as well, but when everyone starts bashing about how bad the DC movies are, <clears throat> Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But at least they they kind of redeemed him in Guardians of the Galaxy. The Galaxy, isn't that great? Yeah. Aren't, aren't you dying for a Howard the Duck movie now? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad that they they found a way to like, you know, to tip the hat back to to Howard there. I think that that was very well done. But so, um, here are my other picks for this year, right? And um, right. as far as again, this is all like like horror comics ish halloween comics right um jughead the hunger i started reading it last year um i (laughs) I have all of them and i will probably reread them again this year jughead is a werewolf okay and i don't want to ruin it for anybody but it's fantastic and then there's vampironica Right, so where Veronica's a vampire. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> That's he, it. I, I'm, ch- I'm, I'm hitting the interwebs tonight. Well, then, so it's just to get pictures of this. Then the really cool thing <laughs> is that so Jughead the Hunger and Vampironica are completely independent of each other. They're two separate universes. Oh, okay. And there's not werewolves in Vampironica, and there's not vampires in Jughead the Hunger. So then they do a crossover issue. Ooh! Oh, yeah, dude. Like, like it's man, it's so much fun because, like, if you read Archie comics at all, you know, and you enjoy them at all, you know the characters, and even if you don't read them, you still know the characters. And then just the way they tell the story, and like, like Jug- I think Jughead ends up eating pops. Like, it's it's great, <laughs> right? It's just like, like holy crap! I can't believe they did this, and you know, and so so that's a blast, right? Uh, now are you familiar with or have you had a chance to read american vampire no okay so this series would have started back in i i I feel like it's 2008 but it might be closer to 2010 like i um i can't remember if it was before after my son was born um but it's one of those series that it came out and i was going to my buddy's comic book shop in pennsylvania and buying it every week and then it stopped and then it came back out with like a different run and then it was gone for good and then all of a sudden they came back out this year american vampire 1976 no it's where we have one more issue to get to the last issue and they have built on everything like it is it's fantastic storytelling like from a pure storytelling aspect it's phenomenal if you like vampires at all you have to read it and if you're into any kind of like horror comic or just mystery stuff it's it's fantastic there's twists and turns it goes like it goes all through american history so it starts kind of like in the old west and then wow or no or does it start in like 1920s hollywood it it goes all through american history um, you know, it's it told by these vampires and stuff. And it, it's it's fantastic. So that, that's definitely my must-read list. I'm actually going to try and collect, because I had, like, all the original issues. I think I'm going to see if I can collect them as graphic novels now. 
Mm-hmm. And then I know you're familiar with the original Werewolf by Night. Oh, the Marvel, yeah. yeah. Well, I've been saying for years, Marvel, if you're going to make a movie, God damn it, give me a Werewolf by Night movie. Well, so it's funny that you say that because there is a lot of speculation that uh, Marvel is doing a Werewolf by Night for Disney Plus this year because they have a Halloween oh. special coming out. Oh, right so, on. Uh, yeah, a buddy of mine and I work, we're talking about it today. And if, if that's true, um, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, mm-hmm. because it's probably going to be based on the current Werewolf by Night. Have you been, are you familiar with that one at all? No, I didn't even know. I didn't even, I haven't seen it. They're doing them in four issue shots. They're selling out like crazy. Um, the first issue is already worth 30 bucks, hmm. which I think yeah. I actually had the first issue. Um, but I don't have all of them because it's, it's been hard to get because it's been so popular. And I, I don't know why it's hard to get like the graphic novel is out of print already. I'm like, that makes no sense. So, I mean, if you try to buy the graphic novel, like on eBay, they're already going for like 50, 60 bucks. Oh, shit. Oh yeah. It's ridiculous. Cause, cause I just want to read the damn story. Like, I'm like, come <laughs> <Yeah>. on. But, <laughs> um, the gist of it is, so they, they really reimagined it. Right. So it's still a werewolf character, but it is tied very closely to the Native American like animal folklore of shapeshifters. Oh, okay. And right so on. that's what the werewolf and so it's a Native American is the main werewolf character and he's basically fighting for his his tribe and his land and I, like the couple issues that I got my hands on, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so good. It's so good. And they were doing them in like four four issue one shots, right? Well, I guess it's not one shot, it's four issues, but four four issue series, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what's been going on. So I'm trying to trying to keep up with those and get them. That's why I'm like, oh, I, I can't keep up with the single issues, so I might as well just get the graphic novel. And then they're selling out of that. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, Marvel? Like I I I, I can't uh, I mean, you know, you know how many Deadpool graphic novels I can I can trip over in a, in a comic oh, yeah. shop. Like, mm-hmm. print a couple more because apparently people want it. Like, kill the secondary market. There's no reason it should be being sold for fifty bucks yet. So, um, but yeah, so so that one and my last one, and I just picked this up. I haven't read it yet. Um, actually, I have another one downstairs. A couple that are uh, like collected editions. I, I can't recall what they're called, but uh, maybe I will. But so same um, writer as Hellboy. So it's Mike Mignola and it's set in the, in like the Hellboy BPRD universe, Frankenstein undone. Oh, okay. And this is, it's supposed to be a mini series. It's the prequel to Frankenstein underground, which I did not know about. Um, but I, I saw the cover with Frankenstein undone. I saw Frankenstein, I saw Dark Horse, and then I saw Mike Mignola. I'm like, I'm in, I'm in, I have to be. So yeah, so that, that's my picks for your holiday reading. Okay, cool, cool. Um, since you were talking about Archie and all that, you kind of reminded me and this, this, this is on my list. Okay. And I'm probably going to wait Probably shouldn't wait too long, but there was, uh, I think it was like a six-issue miniseries called Archie Meets Predator. What? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, where it's basically the Predator. If I, I haven't read it. I haven't seen all of the individual issues. I have flipped through the the graphic novel when I was when I was at the at the comic book shop, and it's basically, it looks like it's the Predator hunting through Riverdale, and it's 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 it's, it's pretty brutal. It's pretty graphic, and it looks like it's a hell of a lot of fun. And I put it on my on my to read list and i think sometime in october you know that's kind of a kind of appropriate yeah i'm gonna grab it so yeah that's going to be my recommendation man that's killer yeah. dude i need to look for that one <laughs> I, and like when you see this graphic like that's like jughead the hunger like you know they they use it as an opportunity to step outside and tell a slightly different story than what mm-hmm. you used to with archie and it's I, it's yeah. done very well right. And Archie had the Afterlife with Archie as well series. Oh, I forgot about that one too. Yeah. yeah. I didn't read that. Mm-hmm. Really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. So what else should we be doing in order to uh, get prepared for well, Halloween? Let's start talking the 31 Nights of Halloween horror movie challenge that you do every year. Okay, right? yes, let's, let's yes. Let's start getting some movies on that list here. So... One one of my first for that one is Freaky, which I found oh. by accident with Vince Vaughn. And mm-hmm. for anyone who's who remembers, you know, Haley was it Haley Mills? No. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. In Freaky Friday, back you know, the Disney movie back from like the sixties or seventies. Right. So, you know, the story was that her and her mom switched bodies, right? Like, you know, their, their personality switch bodies or soul, however it works. Mm-hmm. So picture that in a horror movie. That's what this is. So mm-hmm. Vince Vaughn is like the the psychotic deranged killer. Like the, it is honestly, it reminds me a lot of like, like Halloween, Michael Myers, like escaping a mental hospital kind of thing. Right. Um, but then if Halle, if, <laughs> If Michael Myers and Jamie Lee Curtis switch bodies, that's the rest of the movie. Makes sense, yeah. It, dude, it, it's hysterical because now, like, you have this killer in this girl's body, and then the best part is like, so it's like a diabolical teenage girl, but then when she tries to like beat people up, she can't. Right. You know, because she doesn't have have the strength of this like <laughs> six foot something man, man. You know. And but you then, got Vince Vaughn running around acting like a teenage. Look, yes. the sound. Sounding and like oh, a teenage girl. It's so funny, dude. And mm-hmm. it's but it's still a horror movie too. At the same time, like, oh my goodness, what, what the um so. The the teenage girl's best friends, is it's it's a gay man and and a black girl, right? And the when the girl's in the killer's body, she's trying to chase him. Be like, no, no, no I'm your friend. And like the gay guy is running run away. He's like. You're black and I'm gay. We're dead. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so funny. You know, so just just because like that's every stereotypical, you know, horror movie. So like like they they pay homage to it, they make fun of it, and it's it, like it's so well done. Like it it's really really just a lot of fun. It's it's definitely on the list. It it didn't make it out to the theaters because all of our theaters around here were just shut down they've only recently reopened okay and so like in order to watch freaky 
you know, on some streaming service, it costs like 30 bucks. Wow. You know, like they did with, with Black Widow and they did with Kong versus Godzilla until I got the DVD and all that. And it's just like, it's like, oh, no, I, I want to see this really bad. It looks absolutely fantastic. And it's a movie that I can watch with Mrs. Snowy because she's done. Like when it comes to the low budget gore fests, okay, like she's watched enough of that the last three decades. Like right. she's done. So whenever... I want to sit down and watch a horror movie with her. Okay. I, I want to pick something, you know, that she can get into as well. I think she's really going to enjoy that I, I as agree. well. I mean, there's definitely still some splatter, right? Like, mm -hmm. like, like, well, a little bit lie, is there's good. There's definitely yeah. some splatter. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, but there's splatter yeah. in all horror movies. Even stuff that's e easily digestible. Those um, Fear Street. Those three uh, Fear Street uh, series. Oh, yeah. Because didn't R.L. Stein? Did you Stein... check those out? No, Did no. You... I'm so glad you brought those up. Because that's an R.L. Stein, right? The guy that yes. does Goosebumps? Yeah. Yes. I, so I'm when I thought it was him, that. like, oh, I need to check these out. I'm going to recommend that. And I might okay. rewatch them as part of the horror movie challenge because they, they were actually really good. Yes, it's a three part series based on the Witch of Fear Street, okay? And it's based in 1994 as an homage to Scream. Okay. As the second episode is based in 1978 as kind of like an, an homage oh, to, Halloween. to Friday the 13th because yeah. it's it's based in a, um, a in a summer camp. Okay. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, once once you start to get into like 80, 81, 82, you had you had uh, Friday the Thirteenth, The Butcher, Sleepaway Camp, all those those fantastic movies and all that. And and then the third chapter, they go back in time to sixteen sixty six to tell the original story of the curse of That's these. Cool. Of yeah, yeah. And I was kind of, okay because I'm not too familiar with these books. Okay, I didn't really read them as a kid. They might not even yeah, been a yeah. thing when we were kids. But yeah, see, I feel like the Goosebumps series, like in R.L. Stein as an author, was more nineties. Yeah, yeah. Like, so like we were having kids 80s. of our own. Yeah, yeah. So, but I kind of, I kind of figured, okay, these, okay, these movies will be good. Something that we can watch together, like maybe it's like like the Goosebumps movie, something you can watch with the kids and all that. Yeah. Don't, don't. Okay. Oh yeah, no, no, I got that because vibe right away. These yeah. movies are these were brutal, just gory and violent and blood splattering and all that. So here I am thinking, okay, this is going to be horror for kids. All right, I'll watch it anyways. And then boom, holy shit. <laughs> you know, all right. This is this is going to be uh this is going to be something for mummies and daddies as well. So uh Yeah, I'm definitely going to recommend See, those that's good all, all three of them. I keep forgetting about them and I've been wanting to watch them. Mhm. Mm Cuz they really caught, caught my interest. So all, all Three are up now. Start with ninety four, okay, and then seventy eight, and then the last one. Yeah, I can't wait. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So uh, of course, um, I think uh, another one we should do for a watch along 
because uh, last year we did Trick or Treat. So Trick or Treat is always going to be on my list uh, every mm-hmm. year because it's a every Halloween movie. Halloween. It's, a, it's a metal movie. And for another metal-themed horror movie, um, we've got to go with We Summon the Darkness. Oh, yeah. Like, like right. The one that was shot be, here, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Like That's the best part of shot in Winnipeg. But like that is that has to be in rotation for your Halloween horror movies because it is metal. It, it's one of the best plot twists ever. <laughs> uh huh. Because it seemed so cliche, so cliche. I'm like, oh god, here we go, you know. And then when it took off, I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. It's great. And then it just kept you guessing. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. And and the twist was reflective of the times, too. Yes. Yeah. You know, because this this was based in the 80s, for oh, sure. God. For sure. That's something. And, and, and in case anyone's wondering, like, if you're a relatively new listener, like, what do you mean? What's your October movie challenge? Okay, this is something I've been doing for oh more than a decade oh, now. yeah, at least. Where the idea is throughout the month of October leading up to Halloween watching a horror, 31 horror films throughout the month. Now, you might think, oh, I like horror movies. I can do it. That's no problem. Uh, not if you have a life. Okay, not, <laughs> you know, not if, not if you're like me that goes to shows all the time. There was one, there was one year I didn't even finish the challenge because there's just so, so many you know, metal and punk shows going on that I was working, doing interviews and all that. And, you know, I'm also married. I'm a father. I have friends. I have a life. I have a job. I do two wrestling or I do two two radio shows and all that. So it's like it, it's a little more difficult than you might think. Well, it's not even just the time because, um, you know, I remember when John from Iron City Rocks took the because you put the challenge out to all of us with with different podcasts at the time mm-hmm. and john's like okay i'm gonna go for it and i remember him and i were talking he's like dude that was hard he's mm-hmm. like, like and it, it wasn't even time he's like he's just like oh my goodness like you're just watching that many horror films in a row it's <laughs> like i was just that was hard like it was just <laughs> it's mentally exhausting you know for him and that's mm-hmm. the thing is like like i i I enjoy like there there's certain types of horror I can watch all day long. Like I'll watch pretty much every werewolf movie you can put in front of me mm-hmm. and I will fatigue eventually, but that's going to take a while, you know? Mm-hmm. But if, um, you know, if I had to watch like, you know, two or three slasher movies in a row, I'm going to be out pretty quick or like, like the original last house house on the left. Like, Oh yes. One time through that. I'm not, out. not a date movie. Yeah. One time through that, I'm out. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. You know. There are just some horror movies yeah. like that. Like I Spit on Your Grave. Oh, yeah, Like yeah. Like a, a Serbian film, The First Martyrs. There's a lot of, a lot of like, sick, brutal horror that, okay, if someone says, okay, I'm, I'm one and done, uh, okay, that's fine. Okay. Because there is some stuff out there that, that is pretty ribald and. Yeah, uh, even myself, hardcore horror film fan, I won't watch a Serbian film again. Like, that was just too fucked up. 
I haven't even touched the human centipedes. Oh yeah, no me. I I don't even know if I want to. Like that's just stupid. Yeah, there 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 are certain ones that I I won't even attempt because I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, nope. that's okay. I don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, so what what's some other stuff on on your picks here? Well, if we're going to stay in the movies, okay, you're absolutely right. Tr- tr- trick or treat is a must. The original Halloween is a must. Yeah. Okay, um, Deathgasm, since we're kind of staying into in, in the in the metal realm. Okay, that's... Was that the one that was that Kareem recommended to us the one year? Uh, it could have been, um, but that was obviously on my radar as well. It's just basically um, these these are, it's based in Australia. These young rocks rock these young metal musicians wannabes are trying to get a band together and they call themselves Deathgasm and they stumble upon um, certain a certain sheet of music oh, that no. when you this when you play thing. these yeah when you play these notes it raises evil spirits it's basically uh, you know the heavy the heavy metal version of evil dead and there's so much splatter in it and it just it, it's 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 a, it's a lot of fun if you're if, if you're a metalhead and you know you like some comedy thrown in you know with with your horror and all that i would definitely recommend deathgasm i'm going to be watching it this 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 season as well what what was the one that it's basically a death metal band traveling and their bus breaks down and it's like this family. It, it, it's almost like the the, cha- the Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of storyline. Um, but like this this deranged family ends up chasing them and killing them all off one by one. You know what I'm talking about? Mm, not off the top of my head. Kareen mentioned it. And I'm like, okay, I'll go check it out. And like I got uh, part of the way through it, but I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay, you'll have to figure that out and send me a title. Yeah, it's probably it's probably been on my radar and then it left and all that because okay. you can't you can't do and see everything. Yeah, and all that. So, do you like a really gory splatter film? I do, I do. Okay. As long as you know, as long as it, uh, if it get once it starts getting too too immature, then some sometimes it's not that. It's not that good, but a really good splatter one would be like the Dead Alive movie, Peter uh, that's, Jackson. That's the one I was just going to move. You were, you were going to mention alive. that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had the good alive. fortune just before the fit hit the Shan in the world, the park theater that I go on and on about on this, uh, on this show. Okay. They have their cult movie night. Sometimes, you know, they're, the curator, Mr. Corey Thomas from from Ninja Cat Productions, he even takes my recommendations. Well, you're a horror freak, Snowy. What would you play for cult movie nights? You know, and Dead Alive was definitely one that came up in conversation because it is just a balls out splatter. Oh yeah, the whole time. Like, the, yeah, the the lawnmower scene. <laughs> it's, it's classic like and uh-huh. the funny part is like i had never seen this movie until this one girl i was dating is like and she, and she wasn't really a horror movie fan but she's like no we need to watch this 
and it's it, it's hysterical like it's a great horror comedy because like the priest and i kick ass for the lord like i just i was i was done i was done it was so good dude it was so good yeah yeah it's amazing that was pre peter pre lord of the rings peter jackson like the dead alive and bad taste and meet the feebles and all that he had this string of low budget horror movie that horror movies that just wow just some fantastic stuff uh, it, was, it was good it was good stuff oh, yeah if if you like your horror mixed in with some punk rock i definitely have to recommend return of the living dead that's um it's 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 like it's, it's an absolute classic yeah okay it's the 80s zombie film and it's an unofficial sequel to night of the living dead where and I, I want people to see it if you haven't seen it before, but in the universe of this movie, the events of the original Night of the Living Dead were, were it's kind of based on a true story. Okay, maybe not maybe not the zombie apocalypse taking over the world, but some it's in a roundabout way. The events of Night, the original Night, were true in this in in this universe, and of course, cool. zombie mayhem happens, and it's all based around um, this one group of young punk rockers. And there's a wicked one of my all time favorite, not only soundtracks but just albums in general, is this fantastic soundtrack as well. And it's definitely something I'm going to be like, and just like I. I watch it at least twice a year, once in Halloween, once in October for sure. And then there's just going to be some night just throughout the year where, ha, I'm just going to slap this on and have a couple belts or whatever. And it's always a good time. And it's got my favorite actress, Linnea Quigley in it oh, from, nice. way, from yeah. way back when. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to recommend that. And if you like Halloween movies, okay. Night of the Demons. Another Linnea Quigley film, an old favorite of mine as well, about 1988, where, you know, it's almost, you know, it's very, very close to, you know, Evil Dead as well. These uh, teenagers are looking for a place to uh, to party, you know, instead of the school dance or whatever for Halloween, uh, the the creepy goth girl. And her friend throw a party in an, an abandoned mortuary, an insane asylum, which happens to be possessed. And of course, while they're partying in this, one gets possessed and it gets passed around. Before you know it, everyone's possessed and it's like evil dead or demons, you know, all, 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 all over again with a modern twist to it. And that's got a kick-ass soundtrack, too. So the original Night of the Demons, you know, in the early 2000s, they remade it and uh, they added their own spin to it. That's when it comes to remakes. There are so many remakes now that I'm kind of the point where it's like, oh, another one. Uh, the Night of the Demons remake was actually pretty good. I really enjoyed it. I bought nice. the DVD as well. Yeah. So maybe back to back the original 88 and then the 2000s Night of the Demons. Check those out. Okay. So what about if you wanted something 
that more not necessarily well i guess more on the family friendly like still halloween themed but you know is not not gonna make people run screaming and have nightmares like what what are some of your picks for that uh for the kids for the family canada had this wicked tv show when i was when i was growing up from the early 70s and i obviously i got to them afterwards um when they were reruns, every Sunday morning, my parents always, they, they dragged me to church kicking and screaming and all that. But while I was getting dressed Sunday morning, I watched the reruns of the, the hilarious House of Frightenstein. Oh, I've heard of that. Uh, I've never does, seen it. Does that ring a bell? Well, the whole series is now up on, oh, shit. Wow. Oh, of course, now that I've said it, I can't remember what service it is. I want to say... Is it Crave? It's not Shudder, because that's too obvious. I don't know why it's not. Um, it's it's up on Crave on the streaming on the on the Crave streaming service. Okay. Okay, and this was a this is a like it's a it's a it's a variety show with classic characters: the Wolfman, the Witch, the Librarian. It was hosted by the amazing Billy Z- Billy Van, who we lost about ten years ago. But it has this amazing following up here in Canada. Vincent Price was was an ongoing thing on the show where he would introduce every segment with a poem. No, it's just it's it's amazing. To this day, I still love it. I still love it. So you want something? If you want something fam- family friendly, the hilarious House of Frightenstein. Have you seen like speaking of, like TV stuff? Have you seen um, Mr. Boogity or Bride of Boogity? No, it doesn't even ring a bell. Well, so I, this may have been like a U.S. thing, but in the U.S., Disney had like the Wonderful World of Disney on Sunday nights. Oh, okay. And, but before they had Disney Channel doing the Disney Channel original movies, which they've done a lot of now, and, and they've actually, they've got a lot of great Disney original movies, um, like the Halloween Town series is fantastic, and they've got other things that they've done. Um, but they would make these movies, and like one of them was called Brat Patrol, which I loved, and it was about army brats, you know. Oh, okay. And it, that was like a fun one, but then... They did this Mr. Bookity and Mr. Bookity was like this horror kind of kind of creature, like like taking from like 1600 Salem and stuff. And um, like my 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 mom and I love it. We always talk about it. But it's one of those things you can never, ever find. Well, it's now available on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. So like as soon as on there, I'm like, Mom, like here's here. Like, like, let's get you signed up. Log in. Let's watch it. You know, and it was super cool. You know, but um, an- another family friendly one I was thinking of Monster Squad, which I only discovered last year. The movie. Yeah, I'd never okay, seen you know it what? until last I've year. Never, I've never seen that. Oh, which, yeah, uh, I, I know. I I know it's a classic. I know it's a classic. I know what it's all about. You show me a picture of the characters, I'll say Monster Squad. It's good, but man. Haven't seen it. it. It's 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 really really fun, it's like super duper fun. And then some something that made my radar for this year. Because I've really been getting into like the old surf movies and 
um, just like the whole surf and rockabilly culture, I want to check out a movie. It's in my list for this year. Horror Party, no, Horror at Party Beach from 1964. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and it basically looks like Creature from the Black Lagoon uh, type creatures attacking like this party going on at the beach. So, you know, I, I've heard this wonderfully terrible and I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Okay, well, if that's good for the kids, you want something sort of akin, but for the more adults, that made me think humanoids from the deep. Oh, check, yes. Check, check that out. <laughs> that, that is where basically these humanoids creatures from the deep are looking to reproduce with 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 the women of Earth. And it gets it gets. One. It gets pretty raunchy. It gets pretty brutal. It's not a date night movie, that's for sure. That's good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, any anything else that we should top off our Halloween talk with? Well, um, I definitely think. Okay, this year we um, like there was no Halloween last year. Like yeah. like I said, make the effort this year to find the Halloween party. Go find, you know, the Halloween music show. I know they already announced, okay, for the for the Bulldog Event Center, October 29th. Okay, some cool, some guys that I know in the local music scene, and I'm not going to use the name because I don't want to kill the mystique. They're doing a Misfits tribute show. Rock on, dude. Yeah, yeah, and while I don't really, I don't care for tributes, I think it takes stage, time, money, effort, it takes away from real bands. Okay, it's Halloween. Halloween is the time to dress up. Yeah, I'd say that that's, you know? Halloween's the time I want to see tribute bands. Like, that's yeah, when I want to see do, the Kiss do, Band, do, the Misfits Band, the Alice Cooper Band. Right, that's that's definitely the time to do it. So that's what I'm doing. So I'm going to recommend everyone else check your whatever's going on in your area. Make sure you know do something Halloweeny while you're you're out and about. And if you want, if you want to really get into the spirit of it, okay, go to Spirit or where how or Horror, Horror Express, Halloween Express, or whatever. Find a Kiss costume. Yes. I remember one of the Comic-Cons, oh, this was, I don't know, maybe about four or five years ago, um, there's a guy dressed up like the demon from Kiss, Gene Simmons, and it was amazing. The costume was amazing. He had the face paint down to his science. He was just he absolutely fabulous, and I had to get a picture of me with him. You know, it was just fantastic. That's a really cool idea. Go for something like that. Get your sister, your wife, your girlfriend, whoever that's good at makeup. King Diamond. Yeah. That would definitely be one of my recommendations for a costume. Well, you know what's another good one? Eddie. Like any of the Eddies. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know the King Diamond, like that—that'd be some killer makeup. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Sammy Kerr from the oh, Trick or Treat yes. movies—that's that's definitely a costume that I would recommend. And for the ladies, back to Return of the Living Dead, Linnea Quigley's trash character, the the punk rock chick. Wow, perfect, 
perfect in terms of a uh, in a, in terms of a Halloween costume. So yeah, that's kind of what I got on my list. The to dos to get ready for Halloween. I'm getting excited already, dude. Oh, me too, it's gonna man. Be me too. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah. But before we kind of um, move on to tonight's indie spotlight, I kind of wanted to throw this out there as well. Recently in the wonderful world of pro wrestling, okay, and this is no surprise when I talk about it on this show, especially now, you know, we're on the Shining Wizards Network, a predominantly pro wrestling network and all that so we've all come together through the love of pro wrestling heavy music hard rock metal punk it's all it's starting to show its head now more than ever in modern wrestling are you familiar with um aew at all no all all elite wrestling for years the WWF, WWE was the dominant force in pro wrestling. No one ever touched it ever since WCW died in the early 2000s. The last couple of years now, AEW has risen. And they're signing, you know, a lot of really big names, you know, from the WWF. And guys are coming out of retirement because they're throwing out these big contracts. One of these wrestlers coming out of retirement was one cm punk is that is that you probably remember cm punk who's who this guy lives his gimmick he's a he's a uh, real life hardcore fan he's a real life straight edge fan or fan he's a real life straight edger okay you know when he was wrestling back then he had the x's on the tape around his around around his hand and we we all knew okay like he is legit he is back in the pro wrestling world with AEW and one of his most recent promos he actually came out in a madball jacket with the madball oh. logo on it yeah i was really marked out for that man that's cool it's 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 absolutely fantastic okay they're actually they bought the rights, okay, to play his theme song every time he comes to the ring, and that's the cult of personality by uh, Living Color. By, by Living Color, yeah, they were they actually, and I can't believe the WWF actually did it, but they bought the licensing. Wow. Or for him to use that theme song, and when he showed it back in AEW after retiring, okay, seven years later he's back. And man, every time, you know, that theme song kicks in those opening riffs, like every everyone, okay, I'm not saying that all these young 20-year-old wrestling fans are all Living Color fans. They're not. They're all CM Punk fans. Those first couple riffs kick in, the place goes ballistic now because it's just so, you know, it's, it's so in attune to CM Punk. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Ruby Riot, she was a uh, 
a wrestler in the WWF who recently got released. She's a legit metalhead. She has the gimmick. She has the look and all that. Well, when the WWF let her go, AEW immediately picked her up, but copyright claims and all that by the WWF. They can't, she can't call herself Ruby Riot. Okay. Well, being a legit hard music fan, she decides on the name Ruby Soho. Oh, no. <laughs> at the last pay-per-view, last, last, last Sunday as we speak. Yeah. Okay, the AEW All Out pay-per-view where I went over to myself and my uh, Wrestling Night in Canada co-host, Matt, Matt, and Ducky. We piled into Matt's place and we had a couple other friends there as well. We saw the debut of Ruby Soho, and I'll let you guess, okay, what song AEW shelled out for her new theme song. Take a guess. Take well, a I guess. hope it was Ruby Soho. It was Rancid's Ruby Soho. Destination <laughs> Unknown. Unknown. Yeah. Oh, oh. Like, like, the word had kind of gotten around, okay, like, She's made the AEW has made the deal to use that song and all that, but it's pro wrestling. And in the world of pro wrestling, when someone's lying, it's 30% truth. When someone's telling the truth, it's 30 to 70% bullshit, or it's 30% bullshit, yeah. you know. Like, okay, so we weren't, you know, okay, I hope so. Man, those, you know, that that song just kicks in with the chorus as she's making her way to the ring. It's like, oh, fuck yeah. We we totally marked out for that. So, yeah, yeah, metal in the wonderful world of wrestling are um, are are hand in hand more than ever. We're gonna get to some tunes here before we get on with tonight's indie spotlight. Now I know, okay, CM Punk, legit straight edge, legit hardcore guy. He's got more than a couple. Uh, Earth Crisis records in his collection. Um, the Bullet Tooth label recently put out a compilation featuring a new song from Earth Crisis. This is The Discipline. Yeah. 
Keeping within the wonderful world of hardcore, that is Australia's Vitamin X from their latest record, Age of Paranoia. And since we were talking pro wrestling and all that, I had to go with the track Road Warrior. Uh, now I'm, well, no, maybe not, because I was thinking, okay, a hardcore band, like I don't know the lyrics to this that well and all that. So it's like maybe, you know, they might be talking about life on the road, being a road warrior, a touring band. But then it just hit me as we're talking now. They're from Australia. Mad oh, Max Mad 2. Max. Yeah. Mad Max 2 in North America was called the Road Warrior, where they get where the tag team, the legendary tag team, Hawk and Animal, the Road Warriors, obviously got their name from that. So, yeah, it was kind of appropriate that we should drop that track in there. As for newer music, I'm uh, pretty stoked to uh, get in tonight's Indie Spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. I want to introduce our listeners to Canadian meddlers. Well, actually, it's just one dude going under the name Primal Frost. This is the solo project from guitarist Dean Paul Arnold, who basically does pretty much everything on the new the upcoming new record lost elegies if if the name dean paul arnold means anything to you he's one of the touring musicians for the death metalers vital remains classic classic legendary underground death band what he's doing what mr arnold is doing right now with his solo stuff is definitely something different from from Vital Remains, if you like, you know, kind of your traditional classic power metal, like your Winter Suns, stuff like that, I think you're really going to dig Primal Frost. So once again, from the upcoming album, Lost Elegies, this is a Stormbearer.
Primalfrost.bandcamp.com. That's where probably the best idea to go there and grab this new track, a Stormbringer from a Primal Frost as well. Facebook.com slash a Primal Frost. Good stuff, good stuff. And of course, when Vital Remains are next out on tour, you're going to uh, want to maybe check them out at the merch booth. And say hi to Mr. Arnold and tell him the radioactive metal set. Yeah, really appreciate that. Well, my friend, uh, the clock on the wall tells us it's that time. Time to bring this crazy train into the station. As you may recall, earlier this year, speaking of all this wrestling talk, we had one nasty Ronnie on the show talking about the legendary nasty savage and of course all everything that he's going on today what he did you know in pro wrestling during the territory days and all that well we're gonna go we're gonna get out of here we're gonna go one step further from the very beginnings of a nasty savage because nameless grave records has this new cool Nasty Savage compilation from uh, from their Wage of Mayhem demos, plus a uh, variety of other rarities. This package looks really sweet as well. I'm going to be looking for that as well. Let's get on out of here with uh, something from that. Let's go with Savage Desire. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman radioactivemetal.org that's where all the episodes are found past present future go there check it out you can listen to us on places such as the itunes the stitcher the google play store or google podcast or what whatever the google thing is now they keep switching <laughs> stuff and i can't keep up and but, we just keep popping up everywhere. Well, that's just it. Uh, if if you can find a place where there's podcasts, chances are we're there. Mm-hmm. What was um what was the credit card back commercial? The everywhere you want to be was that Visa or Mastercard something like that. Oh, jeez, that's, that's yeah. like us. We're everywhere you want to be. You know, that's right. And then right. thanks to the fine folks at Shiny Wizards Network, shinywizardsnetwork.com. Um. You know, host of fine podcasts, including A Wrestling Night in Canada. You know, that's our, our sister brother show here. Um, we are on Spotify. So if you look up Shining Wizards Network on Spotify, you'll find us there. Um, on Instagram and Twitter, at RadMetal666. Uh, we're really on Instagram more than we're on Twitter. I want to post the pictures of this fantastic Iron Maiden album because it's just so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you really got to see it. So we'll hopefully be posting those there. Facebook.com slash radmetal. And then if you want to drop us an email, radmetal666 at gmail.com. And I feel like I've hit it all, I hope. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's time to get on out of here because, like I said, I got to get up early. I got to be first in line at the record store tomorrow. I'm getting psyched, getting psyched. It's going to be a great weekend. And thank you, everyone, for making us a part of yours. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This is a not-quite-Halloween-y episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.